everything fighting games. Uh, as you notice, Efren is not with us again this week, and I'd like to make one quick point, which is that while we've joked about it, um, obviously Efren is taking important time with his family and can take as long as he wants, and he will be back eventually, but I am not going to promise any future weeks in particular. That Efren's being said, back to the show. we are still joined by two other people, uh, Steve Ace King Austin Jurek and John Velociraptor Guerrero. And, you know, three is uh, three's company, right? I oh. will come and knock on your door anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to the okay. two people in chat who will get that reference. I was well, and then one person here. <laughs> well, there it is. Hey, no one in chat. I'm blocking here. here. So, you know, wow, wow. Thank you. We call this, thank you to Anonymous, who we will not disclose the name of because they chose to stay anonymous for subscribing. I almost just said their name. That's a classic effort move, is to read it off from the chat, even though they donated as anonymous. But yes, what we call this a CPT recap, this is really just a Pro Tour recap. It's a PT recap now, right? Pretty much, because there's so much going on. Well, let's get uh, into it. Yeah, let's do it. A uh, really busy weekend, especially on the Capcom Pro Tour, four events, uh, starting out with the Asia Online. Uh, this was for Southeast Asia, so Philippines, Singapore, Malaysia. And the name up top is the same one as the first online event, Chuan taking his second win over of the season over Bravery. Uh, Don getting third place for the second time this season. Uh, congratulations to all of those players. You see Fubar Duck just outside top eight we miss you man we do uh that was actually one of the final events in asia so we can take a look at the regional standings for asia uh with just two ranking events left out there uh you see chuan tokido and sien um they are the they are the three players who have already locked up spots in the Asia Regional Final. Uh, you see everyone else on the left in qualifying position for that. Uh, remember, there's two there's one online event left, and then the regional final first day, which counts as a premier event in the global standings, but as a ranking event in the Asia standings. So, a little bit confusing. Now, now remind me. Our ranking is the is the finals for Asia going to be the same as it has been in the previous years, where the winner goes if they're not in, but if they are in, it just goes to no one. Uh, if they are, excuse me, if they win, they're in. Yeah, that's guaranteed. Okay. Uh, if they are already qualified, already in the top twenty-seven, then the highest player in the Asia standings that isn't qualified. And that's we'll new, right? That is new. That's a little bit okay. of a change from, from last year. So that's year. cool. So this actually matters a lot more this year than it has in the previous two. Yes. So uh, there were more ranking events going on. Uh, take it to New York for Defend the North. <laughs> yeah, na, 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 defend the North. God. All right. Uh, I'm I could listen that. to that for another 30 seconds and I wouldn't I, have said anything. Yipes' job is safe. Uh, <laughs> you know who else's job is safe? Knuckle do because he keeps winning. Uh, picking up the victory over Idom in the grand finals. Another Guile taking it. Uh, you see Smug and Men RD rounding out the top four. Um, From quite literally the southest state. 
pretty much. Yeah. Basically uh, Cuba. Yeah. Well, and then the Dominican Republic had a pretty strong weekend. Hey, uh, three players I'm in top eight, here. including Lilo 24K, who had a pretty good run. Uh, and they also had a 5v5 exhibition on Friday night, and that was won by Team Dominican, a.k.a. Caba, uh, OCV'd them. <laughs> Damn guiles, man. Thank you to yeah. Die by Sword, by the way, for the sub. Nine months Thank in a row. Appreciate that. Uh, let's kick it over to Brazil for Fight in Rio. And it was a Brazilian party down there. Uh, Paula Webb taking it over Arturo Rey, uh, Preda in third. One name you have, you're not seeing in that top eight, uh, Kaoma. He tweeted out that this was the first time he went to a Brazilian tournament in nine years and did not make top eight. So, same thing with I'm seeing Diddy. What about Brolinho? Was he there? Who was Brolinho there? Uh, I'm not sure. I did not see him, but he may not have. Uh... He usually cleans up almost every Brazilian event, so it's pretty yeah. interesting to not see him up there. Yeah. So, uh, but congratulations to Paula Webb picking up his first ever uh, CPT victory. Uh, but the big story this weekend was VS Fighting. It is the it was the premier event of the weekend, and the big man himself, some people's lord and savior, Daigo Umehara, taking it over Fujimura in the grand final. Uh, that means that Daigo has now won a premier event in every year of the Capcom Pro Tour's existence, which is just ridiculous. Uh, strong weekend for Justin Wong, uh, making top four, which is something we we're not we haven't really been seeing at premier events as of late from him. So good weekend for him. Big Bird making top eight as well. Shaq's had a really good run. Um, we've had there were a few UK standouts, not just in uh, Street Fighter, but throughout the games um, at VS Fighting that had. Yeah, I think. Laura got secret buffs just for the weekend because we saw Laura's all over top eights um, all over the tournaments this weekend. Yeah, Shax was putting in work. I want to uh, say this... real quick that, like, of all the top eights I've watched this year, this was the best one. There was, like, better there was CEO. a... I thought this was the best one for sure. And, there was and tons of representation. The one, uh... There was U.S., there was UAE, there was the U.K., there was, you know, Japan and Korea. The matches were fantastic. The character what variety about, was decent for season 3.5. I thought it was great. What about Fujimura's crazy run at, uh, was it Stunfest? This was the best one, man. Tell Better, me. all right. All right, fair enough. There was, I mean, this is absolutely in contention. Uh, Fujimura once again proving that he is one of, if not the best players in the world, making it all the way to grand final. Uh, even though he didn't win, I, you still got to think he's among the favorites heading into evo which is god 10 days away <laughs> yeah look at those ninth and 13th place names are you going to talk about that steve i just want to make sure we didn't miss it because that's crazy yeah i mean you look at a tournament like this and it's just killers everywhere you had infiltration outside of top eight momochi oil king who's been putting in some serious work uh i'm still the daddy you know he he's a guy who can do some damage along with mago and fudo None of those guys made top top eight. Yeah, it's weird to see Fudo this far from second place. 
It's, <laughs> wow. And I'd actually say this is a good result for Mago, who had been slipping a lot lately. It seems like he's really starting to to come into favor with the cami. So, good for him. Hey, everyone loves a uh, good cami, right? <laughs> All right. So, what does that mean for the standings? Well, let's take a look. Fujimura, still the top seed. Infiltration within striking distance. Uh, looking at that bottom cutoff right around 26 27 uh you're looking at about 200 points right now we're about 35 40 percent of the way through the season in terms of points uh evo represents 10 percent of the entire payout of points uh for the season so we'll be pretty close to the halfway mark after that so you got to think whatever 27th place after evo is double that and that's going to be the number you're going to be chasing now sorry to, to interrupt again but piuzera is saying in the chat that brolinio was there and got oh, eliminated wow. before top eight and what i'd like to note is that 190 points if he had won like he usually does and these are usually how he gets in the capcom cup he'd be at 340 he would currently be in the cup so this this might be the year and this tournament may have really held him back from getting the capcom cup the way he has in the past so it's going to be interesting to see if he can pick up points elsewhere. Yeah, let me just double check on Brolinho. But that's going to be something I talk about, especially in the Tekken events. You know, when you have opportunities to pick up points, you're going to have to do it because everyone in the world is fighting for these points. And there are... Unlike previous years, there are going to be no easy outs. Uh, Brolinho, by the way, did finish 17th. Wow. That's just insane. Uh, what a piece of shit. That, <laughs> wow. Uh, let me see who put him out. That's a Nakali thing. That's how they talk to each other. <laughs> he got, he got, he lost in winner's finals of his pool to Shingolex, and then Arturo Ray put him out. Both games were 2-1. I also know there, there was one other piece of news, which is like there's like a 14-year-old Nash player in Brazil who's like incredible. I forgot his name. Someone someone put it in the chat, but he was really, really good, and I was impressed. Yeah. So, so if you win Evo, uh, like the, the number one player, Fujimara, has 1,600-some-odd po points. But if you win Evo, you get 1,750. The winner <laughs> of Evo will immediately be in first. Well, unless like... Fujimura gets second and then gets like 800 points on top of his 1691. But that's insane. When you said that, Evo represents 10% of the season's total points. So if I'm reading what you said correctly or hearing it correctly, that means that we're what you said, like we're 35, 40% of the way through right now as far as points go. We're going to yeah. jump to 50 to 55% just after Evo. Right about there. Uh, one ranking event awards just over 300 points. Evo awards a total of 7,970. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, and I mean, it oh, is only very 25 much times more. Yet. You know, only, yeah. Well, and it is Evo. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if um, anyone has a problem with that. And, and we probably have to sit and think about it before we, we have a problem, which is weird because people don't usually do that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it sounds fine. It's Evo. It's the I agree event. that Evo should be worth a lot. It's fine. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. We've talked about the point system ad nauseum for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Evo distribution is not uh, where my issues lie. Um, let's kick it over to the Tekken World Tour, because that was also part of VS Fighting. Uh, it was a master event there, so you had killers from everywhere, including the U.S., uh, make the trip. Uh, it was once again a Korean uh sweep of the top four saint taking it over kakoma kakoma so close to his first win of the year but couldn't quite get it uh john ding jdcr running out the top four uh you had a great run though from sefi black another strong performance from from asim who had the crowd behind him he put out kudans in ridiculous fashion and then i want to shout out false god who tied for ninth uh if you'll remember last week, I talked about a killer pool that had Dimeback, Joey Fury, and, uh, and uh, excuse me, Fergus, who are all right on the bubble of qualification. False God knocked Fergus into losers. He knocked Dimeback into losers. And then he almost knocked uh, Joey Fury into losers. He had a ridiculous run. And that was his first major, so. That is a guy to watch out for in the future. And where is he from? He is from the UK. Okay. So I believe he's in East London. I might be misremembering that. Uh, but let's take a look at the glo global standings for the tours. Nee's still the only person officially qualified for the finals, but John Ding pretty much there. St. JDCR as well. Uh, Right around the bubble, Joey Fury no longer the last man in. That is now Kanan Trench uh, at 170. But look how tight it is between 17th and 22nd. You know, just a handful of points separating the last three in and the first three out. So that race is going to be tight right down to the wire. I have a question. Um, yes. Why isn't knees name blue why is it yellow because it's throwing me the hell off john we'll talk later <laughs> i mean i'm just trying to make this the show more easily digestible for the viewers but if you want to just pretend like my uh, requests are invalid that's fine too i'll do it that. happens to me too john it's weird uh Let's wind down the recap with the <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters tournament at VS Fighting. Uh, this was the second saga of the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour. Uh, and a big change from CEO where the U.S. got dominated and went without winning a game. Sonic Fox ends up taking it over Dogoda. Uh, Goichi third. To kill Sage uh, taking fourth. So two attendees uh of the summit of power par how do you i don't even know how you pronounce i that. think you got it uh, i i don't get it i don't get it but uh what that means is sonic fox is headed to the dragon ball world tour finals so congratulations to him and let's note that sonic fox played three characters he didn't play in the last several tournaments he's played so he's tried to it's insane. I mean, people saw him do it in Justice, but he's done it again in Dragon Ball. He beat Dogra and Goichi with three new characters. He was playing Zamasu, who no one else plays, and then Bardock in 16. So he's making his own weird switch characters every tournament strategy work out very well. Do you think he's going to stick with that team for a while? No, or? Of course not. 
It's hard to say. I think like Sonic has, has shown he can switch among his characters. He plays so frequently and he's so good at keeping, you know, up to date with his characters that I think this will probably be the team we see him start with at Evo, but don't be surprised if you see him pull out any combination of these three, Cell, Kid Boo, Gotenks. Uh, he, can, he can do what he wants, and he's shown that. All right, so that is the end of our recap. Ding, now, ding, ding. Now, did you want to talk more about the race for the Tekken World Tour? Uh, yeah, if we could. Uh, we're pretty much at the halfway point of the uh, Tekken World Tour season. Evo not officially a part of it, so this is sort of a good chance to take a look and see where things stand. Uh, I did talk about this a little bit, but I want to go a uh, little bit of a deeper dive. If we can pull up those standings again. Uh, if you're not familiar with the format or you don't remember the format, the top 19 players on the leaderboard at the end of the season, qualify for the tour finals. The 20th player will be determined by a last chance qualifier tournament at the event. Uh, the top four seeds will be put into separate pools. Uh, which pool they go into is kept secret. And then the players five through 19 and the uh, last chance qualifier get to pick their groups uh, Budokai style. Wow. So. So Kakoma, for example, would pick like group A and then Kudans, he gets to pick, does he want to be in Kakoma's group or does he want to be in another group? And then so on and so on until all the spots are filled. It's, it's ridiculously hype. Um, the, so that is each, kind of a cool system. I like it. Yeah. And then uh, the winner of each of the four groups uh, makes top eight on the winner side whoever comes in second in those four groups uh, qualifies for top eight on the loser side. And then it's just a standard top eight from there. With that all said, uh, let's, if you look at the top four spots, uh, you want the players you get to avoid. If you're one of those four top four knee hasn't officially clinched a spot up there, but you got to believe he's pretty safe. Uh, to finish in the top four. John Ding, pretty close as well. He's He, Saint, and JDCR are all kind of packed in there. So there's still work to do to lock up a spot. But you see Kokoma, even though he hasn't won yet, he's still doing incredible, uh, incredible results consistently there in the end. I think he's got four top threes, two top twos. Uh, so you have to believe he'll be making a play for one of those top seeds as well. And then Kudans, uh, not quite as consistently great as Kakoma, but still in that mix too. Then you get sort of a gap, a little bit of a, a jump down to uh, Lohai, Naroma, Take, Tishuman. These are the players who are fairly safe. They, they're probably at the point where they have enough points to qualify It'll be tough for them to make a play for those top four spots, but it's hard to see them dropping out. So they're really fighting for positioning. Uh, I'd even go as far as Chanel as well. Uh, you look at from 12 down through super uh, through book, you know, that's another tight race. But again, those four still have work to do. 
they're they're doing the right things, but they're still they still can't rest on their laurels just yet. They're not quite in that race for the final spots, but they're still uh, but they could get there if they decide to take some events off. Sixteen down is where it starts getting interesting. Uh, Super Kuma. He's obviously in a much stronger position compared to the other people on the bubble. But remember, 150 of those points came at uh, the Kuwait event where there weren't any other European or Asian players. So he really hasn't had great results against fully stacked fields. He's going to have to pull some out in order to solidify his position. Then you have right on the bubble, Dimebag, Joey Fury, Kane and Trench, Asim and Fergus, and Lil Majin as well. Those players are going to be fighting for every single point they can. This is a big part of why Head Stomper this weekend is key. It's only a challenger event, but the highest ranking player that's in the field is Tishuman, number 10. None of the, the top Asian players are there. Uh, the only, it's going to be mostly those European players on the bubble and Joey Fury. Joey Fury is a guy I'm rooting for, not just because he's an American player and I like to see American players do well. He is someone who is doing the things you need to do in order to tra- to qualify. He's the only American player really going out and traveling to these tour events. He went to the Polish event. Uh, he was just at VS Fighting. He's going to be at uh, Head Stomper in uh, Denmark this weekend. He's putting in strong events. He, he's got wins over JDCR and Saint, but he hasn't really made a deep run. This weekend is probably his best chance to make that deep run because if he can make grand finals, if he can get a win, all of a sudden he's not necessarily on that 18, 19 range. He's up in that 12, 13 range where he has a little bit more breathing room and he's not necessarily going to have uh, all that pressure to pull up a, a bigger, big result at every single event. Uh, as for the European players right on the bubble, this is a key stretch right now. Uh, we're in a stretch where five, four of the next Four out of five events are European events. You have Head Stomper this weekend. You have uh, Moscow Fighting Arena uh, after that. Then you then after the Tokyo Master event, it, it's back to Europe for Celtic Throwdown. So if you're a Canaan Trench, if you're in a seam, if you're a Fergus, you really need to pick up these points now because after this stretch, uh, the tour kind of takes more of an American lean, more of an Asian lean, so that they're going to know what number they have to catch. So this is a key stretch for those European players right on the bubble. And looking at that last column, uh, you know, the guys you expect to see there in the end, the speed kicks, the peelings, uh, maybe even someone like Shadow they're going to have to pull up some big, big results in the end of the season. Um, especially a name you don't see there, Jimmy J Tran, who has been to every single Tekken seven, uh, global final. I have faith that he's going to win Evo and he'll be fine though. Well, Evo doesn't, isn't <laughs> part of the tour. 
I know. It's inside joke. Oh, you're killing me, man. <laughs> you're killing me, man. Uh, but yeah, if you're, you can't really expect to do like he did, like, uh, like Blackbeard did last year, where he just shows up to the final event, wins, and gets in. There are too many points out there in the folk, and because there's only really one event every week all of the killers are going to be focused on these events so you can't pop up and expect to win a challenger event because you you may run into a john ding trying to to solidify points you may run into a chanel you may run into an aroma you know even at scr or rev major or celtic throwdown so if you're not the the bottom line is if you're a player who's hoping to get in and it, you're not traveling to as many events as you can you're not doing yourself uh you're doing yourself a disservice gotcha so is that what we uh, got steve that is it all right well thank you for the rundown uh, unless, of second world tour what uh i do see one question in the chat uh from dislin uh about uh, 20Z. 20Z is basically a clan. So it's not a traditional spot, sponsor uh, per se, but uh, Shadow, Junior, and a couple other people are on, on the 20Z squad. So, Well, the reason we were talking about the Tekken World Tour right there, as Steve said, is partially because it's not at Evo, which is what we're about to get into. And then next week, I'm sure we'll talk about Evo just about the whole time. Um, but yeah, a few big Evo announcements this week, mainly the numbers. Uh, I think we probably have that up somewhere. Yes, we have the Evo numbers out. Uh, notably, most games dropping slightly in entrance with only Tekken gaining. And of course, Dragon Ball Fighters as a new game taking the top spot. Although perhaps maybe not by as much as Mr. Wizard had mentioned. John, how do you feel about this uh, this list? It's very interesting, and despite the fact that when you first look at this and you see minus 138, minus 161, minus 81, and then minus 520 and 198, and I think we have one one less or fewer game than we did on last year's lineup, uh, I believe we still have more entrants overall yes. than we did last time, which is pretty crazy, and that shows you the power of, of a game like Dragon Ball Fighters. Right and and how it's growing the scene, which is which is really cool. I again I say this every time. I do want to see how many DQs in Dragon Ball Fighters we get in like the first day of pools and such, or the first round of pools, I should say. But overall, um, don't look at this list and see all those minuses and say we're shrinking. Far from it. Like we're still continuing to grow, and I think it's a good look for Evo. No, I mean the only like I think a lot of these drops were at least slightly expected. Uh... The biggest one by far, obviously, being Injustice, which lost well over half of its total entered pool and dropped below King of Fighters from last year. I, I feel like Injustice uh, is a game that if they had waited just a little while longer, we wouldn't see that on the list. Like, I don't, we, I don't even know if we're seeing Injustice do a ton at, you know, just everyday majors these days. Uh, obviously, the game has fallen off from where it was um, in no small way. Uh, but I think it was just... 
Evo was the, the lineup was decided at the right time to get this game still in, and and good for the NRS community to still have a representation here. We didn't get an announcement for another game, so it's like it's it's nice that they're going to have a game right now at Evo um, to to continue to bring some of the NRS crowd in and and keep them you know going with everything while we wait for another announced game. Yeah, I mean I'm glad it's there, and I'm, this isn't how it works, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and obviously nothing will ever prove this. I feel like if Marvel had been announced for Evo it would have kept the scene much more healthy and it would have gotten way more entrance than this. Maybe not way well, more, but it would have gotten more entrance than 363, I think, for sure. Yeah, um, and this is infinite, right? Not, yeah, um, infinite. Yeah, well, obviously, of course. Um, and, and there is an infinite side tournament. We'll see what you know how that plays out and everything. And I think... You know, right when we when we found out that Marvel wasn't going to be at Evo, there was immediately talk about having a side tournament, and um, and that was kind of solidified a few months later. I, I think um, Angelic is heading that, yep. and so like the people in the Marvel Infinite crowd that care to play uh, are still probably going to go. I, I would imagine some would go to Evo just to play in that side tournament, if nothing else, because you know there's also the entire Evo experience. But you got to think there would also be uh, probably a significant amount more that would go if it were an official lineup game so what do you take from that i don't know I, it was not having marvel on the evo lineup ultimately a hit to evo probably especially with seeing what what happened with injustice here but now my big takeaway from this is kind of a weird one but i think these numbers help support the idea that maybe we'll only see one smash at evo 2019 and I know that sounds weird to say, but hear me out. Um, I, I, I still think that e that Melee will make it as well as Ultimate. And this is obviously way too early. But my biggest thing for why you wouldn't take Melee out of the lineup is what else out there would re replace those numbers? No, exactly. Yeah. There, I mean, there still isn't a direct replacement, but you look at what Tekken continues to do. You know, that game is doing everything right, and it's still growing. Even if it cools off, that's still going to be a, a pretty good-sized tournament, you have to believe, next year. Uh, Blaze Blue, what a, what a surprise that was. I thought it was honestly a mistake to include it before launch. Glad I can eat my words on that. Uh, game's doing well. People are loving it. You got 1,200 people out for it. Uh, will they have 1,200 out next year? I don't know. Will they have 1,200 people show up to their pools? That's my question, but that's being well, yeah. pessimistic. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, you look at that, you look at what Dragon Ball Fighters did, even though, even if it cools off, you know, that's still going to be a pretty sizable tournament, you have to believe, next year. Combine that with SC6 coming out, which, you know, with the success of Tekken, I think people are going to be more apt to try a 3D fighter. Uh, you have, we believe, Mortal Kombat 11 coming out at some point, which will Probably. revitalize the NRS scene. I think you add all of that together, and that's enough to say, well, it's it might not replace Melee completely in terms of turnout, but it would be close enough, especially considering that they would gain so much more in terms of flexibility because you wouldn't have to deal with CRTs that you can't use for any other game. You you wouldn't have GameCubes that you have to scrounge uh, the community for. You could partner up with Nintendo, get switches, get monitors that you can use for any of your setups. And I, okay, 
I do yeah, think it, it's it's a viable option now. I I do believe for okay, twenty nineteen. So, so can we put the graphic back up of, of the game list? All right, cool. <laughs> Elon shaking so, his head fervently. <laughs> not gonna do it. Okay, so uh, here we have this year's list. If we're thinking about next year, which of these games doesn't show up in your opinion? Because uh, say we're gonna have this many games again, trying to get an idea of like. Because uh, it's so hard for me Gear to think is that gone. they're going to get Injustice rid of Injustice 2 is gone. Gear and Injustice. And what about cross-tag battle? Cross-tag, I think, you know, we'll we'll have to see how the year goes. But I think there's enough interest where even if you lose half the, half the scene, it's still big enough to justify a presence at Evo. Obviously, Wii U is going away um, mm. to be replaced by Infinite. Right. Uh, Injustice, we got to believe that... Uh, that will be replaced by MK11. Dragon Ball Fighters by SNK Heroines seems like another oh, obvious one. That's a lock right there, baby. <laughs> um, but then SC6 is sort of the X factor, you know. Sure. Well, and and if we get an DOA in time, DOA as well. You know, there's an outside yeah. chance maybe that gets in as the final game. Now, and and also we've had a bigger list of games than this before, so. <sighs> I would venture to guess that if it came down to it, they would put Melee on, or they would have Melee and include an extra game, maybe two, uh, with all these newcomers, um, rather than get rid of it. Because it's been so consistent for so long, and it's just, it's like you know the Melee community, unless there's some huge drop-off, and you're going to see that coming, it's like they're going to show up. And and they're not, they're not like the people that play melee are not there's not a ton of overlap even with smash uh wii u so it's like i have a hard time seeing that game going away yeah i, I mean here's the other thing you know there there's also the perception of the community uh in terms of how they see evo because this you know for most traditional fgc titles they see evo as the big tournament the Smash community sees Evo as a big tournament. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. look at what else is going on. There's uh, Super Smash Con the weekend after that. And if you're a Smash player and you only have to get to choose one, that event is going to be much more focused towards uh, the Smash community, you know, in terms of bigger doubles tournaments. Uh, 64, uh, you'll see... Uh, excuse me. You'll see things like combo contests, best of five, uh, earlier or later in the bracket instead of just two out of three all the way through. So there's this sort of growing sentiment within the Smash community that we don't need Evo anymore. And that's not necessarily the majority, but I think Wizard, with how he's acted between this and, you know, the whole trolling marvel thing in the lead up to uh the evil reveal the whole big lead for dragon ball fighters i could see him making the call and saying you know what screw it we're just running ultimate whether whether melee is in or not wizard will be burning game cubes as if it is christmas at the next <laughs> evo selection stream i can nearly guarantee it Oh, well, you know, that was not the only announcement as far as EVO we got, though. We also got the order of the top eights on Sunday, and they don't coincide exactly with the numbers of entrants. Uh, Injustice 
Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle and Smash Bros for Wii U are all going to be on Saturday. There are no Friday finals this year, which is a change from the last two years. And on Sunday, in order, we've got Guilty Gear taking up the morning anime spot that has been consistent, followed by Melee, Tekken moving up to third, Dragon Ball second, and then Street Fighter as the headlining ending game. As is tradition. Now, as is tradition, however, traditionally, Street Fighter has had the most entrance. So the argument this year has come down to whether or not Dragon Ball should be the final game versus Street Fighter. Thoughts. Yeah, but is ESPN going to be covering Dragon Ball? Maybe. That's I'm not saying question. one way or another. In fact, I think Street Fighter V makes sense to me. And I don't think it's... Uh, I, I'm on the side where they can pick whatever they want. But there's certainly a lot of discussion going on. Yeah. Um, here's, a, here's a question to ask. I was watching... Uh, I guess it was Defend the North. And this is one tournament. And this is not even a tournament. I think like the, the strongest player in attendance was Hook Gang God, which is something. But he's only like one of these really top big names. Um... I was watching Dragon Ball Top 8 and, like, trying to get highlights from it, and it was hard to get highlights. Like, there were only a handful, and it felt like the game has built-in hype, but people have seen it at this point, and it's like the gameplay seems to be, as a non-player, fairly routine. And it's kind of like, yeah, that cool flashy thing happened, but it happens every time, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's like... So what I'm getting at is, like, how much is Dragon Ball a, a spectator sport at this point? And, and how much do you want it as, like, the main headline, you know, game? And, and this, is, this is not necessarily challenging it as much as it is just asking for those of you that play it and follow it even closer. You know, uh, is, it, is it really that, like, spectacle game that we thought it was going to be? Or is it kind of, you know, normalizing now? I think that at a I'll, – I'll be quick. I think that at a top eight level, the game can be very entertaining to watch. I think it's a bit of a sleeper at lower levels, at least compared to Tekken or Street Fighter, where I think you can get more out of it. I think the game is not very fun to watch at low level. It takes a long time. Yeah, it takes a very long time. Too. Low level, it takes even longer because they're not hitting good combos and stuff like that. Um, overall, I think that you're right, and I think the character balance being so pitiful, and this is at a part, I pretty much only play this game right now, by the way, so I'm not, I'm not just hating on it for the sake of hating on it. The character balance being as bad as it is right now, I think could have factored into this slightly i think it is a little more boring to watch for that reason but at the same time i think street fighter 5 was going to be last from day one so yeah and i also think the cartoon anime nature of it is is going to if you're the general public i think yeah. you're more inclined to watch a like a modern graphics 3d uh animated game like straight street fighter than you are like oh what are you we're watching cartoons you know like obviously people that are you know watching this and, and and we know that there's a lot more significance to dragon ball and this whole thing but i think when you're reaching to entertain the masses and the general population street fighter makes a little more sense well i i i think that you know it's a little unfair to talk about character balance when we're in the midst of you know it's still not Kami close parade. but yes the balance has gotten worse in five um, I, I think from a neutral standpoint, I do think I, I do give the slight edge to Dragon Ball Fighter in over Street Fighter V. Now, with both games, you have the potential for great play for, for putting on a great show. Um, I just think it's we, we come back to this thing where Evo, you know, with all due respect to other games, Evo has always been a Capcom tournament. There are some tournaments that are, you know, 
general game tournaments, Evo has always felt to me like a Capcom tournament first and foremost with other games as well. You know, this is, I believe, someone correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time in history, uh, going back to the B3 days, that the most entered game isn't so. a Capcom title. You know, either Street Fighter yeah, or definitely, CPS actually, or, for sure it or Marvel. So it's, it would take a lot in my mind for uh, the canons and for Wizard to say, hey, you know what, Street Fighter Five doesn't get the final spot this year. You know, and I've I've been hearing from a lot of people that they actually prefer uh, not having it in the in the final spot if you're a DBFC fan because it's a West Coast event, it's on so late mm-hmm. that you know even if you're starting at eight o'clock local time in prime time, that's eleven o'clock on the East Coast, and a lot of people got work or or some people even got school on Monday. So I've I've heard from a few people that they're actually happy, you know. They prefer DBFC, but they're happier uh, to get the earlier spot as opposed to that main event spot. Thank that you, by the sense. way, to Beaver for subbing. Beaver for the win. Thank I didn't Beaver. get to see how many months it was, but I'm pretty sure Nine. it's been a lot. Nine. Nine months. Thank you, Beaver. A friend of mine in real life in Dallas. Donka is a friend. You have, you have a friend? Well, I mean, I was I was being optimistic for myself. Hey, oh, and well, while we're here, here, thank you to NDO103 for subscribing as well. My friend in real life. You have a friend? No, and I was just joking. I don't have that person. <laughs> uh, let me make this clear. I do not have a friend in real life. So That's true. Well, All right. Speaking of no friends, um, actually, no, this has nothing to do with no friends. I'm sorry. Oh, I was hoping I was, that you I was really hoping it would, and I was trying to think of it, but I couldn't get there fast enough. Anyhow, our question of the day had something to do with the order of the EVO finals. Uh, yeah, we asked what order or which game you hey, would wow, prefer to see. Thank you, Gumball Dead. Awesome. Thank you very much. You can subscribe with Twitch Prime. Thank you for remembering that. Uh, so we did ask uh, which game you would prefer to see go on last at Street Fighter <laughs> 5 uh, at Evo. Uh, new type went with Street Fighter 5 so I can go to sleep earlier. Fair. Uh, <laughs> Raphael said DBFC so I could go to sleep earlier. Also fair. Uh <laughs> Take it over to D'Lo, so who wants to go street, street Fighter Five go on last, so I can go to sleep earlier. I'm oh, sensing Lord. a pattern here. Uh, Dark Hollow <laughs> says Street Fighter Five because it's tradition. You can't go against tradition. Uh, and Efren says, sure you can. So, <laughs> um, Where's that guy? I don't know. Uh, as <laughs> the poll we are still taking votes you can follow us on our twitter to check it out but as of right now 52 percent uh want to see street fighter 5 go on last 35 percent want dbfc in that final spot and 13 percent want another game in there yeah i think i think it was definitely going to be between those two games and while some people i think most people aren't too upset by it um I, I think a lot more of the controversy has come after that and not just from Street Fighter vs. Dragon Ball, but like kind of how they choose what gets Saturday and what gets Sunday. Uh, Melee is back to Sunday this year, so a little less whining than last year. 
Um, but it, it does seem like the choice isn't necessarily based on any particular reason other than the whims of the Evo organizers. They have long said that it's whatever puts on the best show. Whatever I mean, puts on the best show. Okay. You're, you're talking about uh, Marvel 3 having an almost permanent spot on Sunday finals, even though it wasn't necessarily uh, one of the top entrant level games or entrant count games uh, the last couple years it was in there. So it's, and, and, and I mean, that kind of goes back to my, you know, you mentioned Melee and that sort of goes back to the perception. You know, the, the a lot of FGC events have that belief that there should only be one Smash game on Sunday. And these two were essentially tied for, in terms of entrance. They Crazy up how close they are, honestly. Three. Yeah. I mean, the first time they closed uh, registration, uh, which they had to reopen because of a miscommunication from Smash.gg, they were separated by literally one. So if you're a Smash 4 fan and you see that you know your tournament ends on Saturday night, even though you have essentially the same number of entrants as uh, the other Smash game, you're going to feel a little, uh, le- it's going to leave a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. So. And to the untrained that- eye, they may think, oh, they have the same entrance because they have the same people entering both Smash games. That is not true at all. There is very little overlap. Very little. Yeah. There, there, there tends to be a lot more overlap between uh, Wii U and the greater FGC titles than there is between Melee, so... All right, and so um, other news about Evo. Uh, we had a few pop bonuses come out. Uh, $10,000 is going additionally to Street Fighter V that we did not know about before. Um, paid out through 9th through 32nd, so they're trying to make the pool a little bit nicer all oh, around. Are they tripling their prize pool? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is actually uh, on top of the, I believe, 50000 uh, that will be paid out in pop bonuses to top eight. Uh, I'm glad to that, hear it's going to 9th or 32nd. That makes me happy. Yeah, that has been something that I've wanted to see for quite some time. You know, deeper. You know, you're finishing in the top 1% of one of the biggest tournaments in history. And you get nothing. Didn't which... you get in the top 32 one time, Donka? I did. I, I even got in the top 16 one time. What? That was a different game. You would have gotten paid out so hard. I would have gotten paid out so hard, except that it was Street Fighter Cross Tekken. So it was a, <laughs> it was a very different story. You would have gotten Street Fighter a 5. part of a car. <laughs> but, but did you see how they raised that 10000 I saw it, but I'm going to let you say it. Uh, it was through sales of this ridiculous shirt uh, that was a callback to the Street Fighter 2 cover uh, with Blanca Chan. I love it. Hot, yeah, Hot Ryu there, Chun-Li in, in the, I don't know which costume that is, one of her 230,000. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is Blanca Chan saved Evo. Yes, Blanca Chan saved that Evo. That is... An interesting if, design, but if if you make top sixteen, thank Blanca Chan for your ability to get your fi- flight covered back. 
Okay, uh, there was a couple more pot bonuses. We had uh, King of Fighters is going to be getting $5,000 added to its pot at the Animevo side tournament. Uh, I believe they're getting some stream time, and I'm pretty sure the KOF guys are going to show up. Um, they they, they right. definitely do in droves for Evo. And uh, I'm not going to be ashamed to say that's probably like my favorite scene to hang out with, so I'm glad to hear they're getting money. Yeah. Uh, the Animevo crew was actually on uh, Super Desperation Radio last night, so check uh, Team Spooky's archives if you want to catch up on that. And then finally, $5,000 is going to Fighting EX Layer, another side tournament Evo. Uh, good news for them. We haven't heard, I mean, the game recently came out, and we haven't really heard much as far as tournaments for the game. So to hear that Evo is going to be getting a pop bonus will hopefully drive, you know, people to show up because you don't need to register as far in advance, I believe for that tournament. And so, you know, hopefully we'll see a good tournament out of that. It'll be probably the first super major one we, we get. Yeah. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, sides, side streams galore this weekend. Wow. If, if this is somehow your first Evo, next weekend. Yeah. If, if this is going to be your first Evo somehow and you're in our chat, uh, it doesn't just stop with whatever is on the official streams. There's going to be side stream, side stream, side stream. I'll try and have all the information for you. Uh, I'll, I'll probably struggle with that. Oh, and there's like year. official side streams. Then there's like sub official side streams. Then there's like hotel room two man streams. I mean, there's there's a lot of streams. There's guys walking the floor like, oh, take a look at this match. You know, it, it's going to be it's going to be nuts. Uh, some more quick news. Uh, Soul Calibur 6, where we're slowly seeing the rollout of characters. We've gotten another one. We got Boldo, one of my favorites, kind of like the Blanca-ish of the game, the weird character that everyone hates you for picking. Um, he has made it into Soul Calibur 6 makes me so happy voldo for me is the soul caliber series i know he's not necessarily probably the only the one who's ever character. said that i know what you're saying he's so <laughs> memorable in the way he moves and and like his weird like sexual whatever nature and like his thrusts and it's just he, he remember this character just for being so goofy and different and, and odd you either love winning as him or hate losing against him He's, yeah, he's cool. kind of like like I old school that. Eddie Gordo too, right? Like breakdance fighting, <laughs> where you just mash buttons and do a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, he was like banned at my house. Like you don't pick him versus <laughs> me. That's like, not unless you want to leave. Like, I'm like calling your mom. The screen that covers up his spot on the character select screen. <laughs> no, but they've done I, a good job revealing these characters. I did see some hype around that on Twitter. So, good job to Bandai Namco. They've been pretty much killing it with all their games lately. They took the top spot at Evo. Tekken's the only game to gain entrance. And now Soul Calibur is exciting people for the first time in like four iterations. They're doing everything right. And they've got Jump Force. And they've got Jump Force. They do have Jump Force. That's, that's about all we have to say about Jump Force. <laughs> Um, speaking of Bandai Namco, Dragon Ball Fighters has gotten some news. Base Goku and Vegeta, in case there weren't enough Gokus or Vegetas in the game, the number is anywhere from 4 to 30, depending on how loosely you take the term Goku, um, have been revealed. And so Base Goku, or Goku Black Hair, as they put him in the Japanese trailer, is uh, you know an earlier iteration of Goku. He's got the Ken, as you see there. 
He's got Spirit Bomb, as you're about to see launch down. And um, they've announced some cool stuff about him. He powers up when he has less teammates. So it's kind of like an X-Factor 3 type deal, where his KO can goes from 3 to 5 to 20 as his teammates die. So maybe he'll be the Virgil of the game, who knows. We got Vegeta, same basic story. Earlier version of Vegeta. These two are coming out, we believe, in August along yes. with a balance patch that has been announced. They uh, they put out a list of the characters who are going to be affected. They didn't show any changes. But every character in the game, except for Super Saiyan Goku, Goku Black, Adult Gohan, and Super Saiyan Vegeta is, is tagged there to get at least some changes. The producer said that they will mostly be buffs and that they're trying to bring the level of the game closer to the characters that they aren't changing. And this is all coming the second week of August. So, like, obviously, with them introducing another Goku and another Vegeta, there's uh, there's an elephant in the room. It's we've already had too many of this same character, right? You, you got a uh, Super Saiyan Goku. You got yeah, right. <laughs> Super Saiyan Goku, Goku Blue, Goku Black, Goku yeah, Black uh, Hair. Like who is it? Blackrot. Yeah, Yipes called him Blackrot. Blackrot. Um, so. So, like, and, and I hear you, I hear you, and especially if you're coming from the standpoint of, like, I play these characters because I like the characters, and then there are other characters that could be in, but instead you have 40 Gokus, I get you, I hear you, and that's a valid argument. But on the gameplay front, they are bringing in, at least with, with base Goku, they're bringing in Spirit Bomb and Kaoken, two of the series' most iconic moves and i think that that is is at least worth talking about in the sense that that's going to draw people in i remember sharing with uh with my friend drifter we were talking about it and he's not too up and up on the uh the dragon ball fighters news but i was like hey they brought in another goku and he's like oh, of course i did and then i said but he's got spirit bomb and kaoken he's like that's the best character in the game i'm gonna play it now just for him kind of jokingly but he had a hype about it and um so the idea that people are going to be able to get their hands on the spirit bomb and i know uh it was a blue goku has Kaoken, but only in one of his supers, and it's just yeah. part of the animation. Um, there is a legitimate draw here because of the nostalgia of the moves, the specific moves, as opposed to just the characters that you're playing. Um, so I, I think that it doesn't necessarily counterbalance the fact that you got 40 Gokus, but there is something to say there, and there is like it is different. And as far as I've heard, people aren't upset that you have. Uh, the same characters, as in they don't play the same exact way, right? They're all definitely their own characters. It, They're all definitely in different places on the tier list. It's as you say, it almost feels like the opposite. People seem somewhat excited for these characters, actually. There's a lot of memes about, obviously, how many Gokus there are. And I would hope that they obviously kind of stop it here. But as you said, they kind of bring a lot of moves that people expected out of Goku and Vegeta. The, the you know the the garlic the Gaelic gun the the spirit bomb and I think people who like Dragon Ball Z are kind of used to the idea of these characters being the basis of the show and they kind of like being able to choose between many different versions of them so as bad as it sounds on paper I think it actually appeals pretty well to people who watch yet again I don't think they should add any more but I don't that think means they're going to add five more. They're gonna, they got to add Kid Goku. Kid Goku, that's it. I mean, you can <laughs> add ten more Piccolos to the game, and I'll just play them all. So, yeah. let's see Android it. 28. <laughs> Android 28. You know. 
Andrew, well, Actually, you know what? People in the chat are saying, I want the kid Goku with the with the Nimbus and the pole. That's who I want to play as. So, you know, one more Goku. Please. Just, just one more, and then we're done. Shut it down after that. But, yeah, the last piece of DBZ news being that uh, the Switch demo is coming out next month as well. Uh, the full Switch game is coming out later this year. Uh, people played it at E3. Most people reported it runs very well. It seems to look and feel basically exactly like the full game. So that's good. It's going to be uh, another. We do have BB Tag on the Switch. Um, so there is a game that exists on there. We've got a few of the indie fighters, Pocket Rumble, uh, Blade Strangers, which is coming out on the Switch. So they're starting to carve out a little niche there uh, for fighting games. But, yeah, that's that's about it for Dragon Ball so far. That, Yeah. That was the image that got deleted in the drive. Dang it. Uh, but what's interesting there is that not only, you know, you have, we expect just the basic online and offline 3v3, uh, but there's three other modes that they announced for this beta. Uh, an offline 2v2, an offline 1v1, and an offline six-player party match. Sounds sick. What? That that's gonna be some. I I hope those come to uh, the Wii U or to the uh, other systems because I think that would be one hell of a side tournament. That you can do it online, but not offline. So they had to do it online for the for the Summit of Power. Yeah, I agree. It would be a cool side tournament. Yeah. So so that's coming out at some point in August, and then of course uh, September twenty eighth is the release date for Dragon Ball Fighters on Switch. All right. And uh, I managed to take the recap off of my phone. So I'm trying to figure out what the next topic was. Uh, I'm being oh, very I've got candid right now. Knuckle okay, do. great, Steve, take over. Knuckle do. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't see his name at the we beginning you, during the recap, he has some new letters in front of his name. He got signed by Ghost Esports. This is the team that K Brad was on for about 18 minutes. <laughs> uh, so, congratulations to Do. Uh, I'm kind of confused, though, in terms of. Does seem strange. Yeah. You know, if, if this is a team that would go after Knuckle Do, that has the ability to sign Knuckle Do, because. You know, he he had the opportunity to basically pick whichever sponsorship deal he wanted. He he was in no real hurry uh, to get off of his My Wallet team. Uh, I mean, he's the best so, American player that SF5 has had. It seems yeah. like, which makes him maybe you know one of the top five picks in the world for sure. But my question is, if that's the type of player you want to go after as a team. Why would you have signed uh, K Brad and dropped him or been dropped or whatever after what three months was it? K Brad got a promo when he joined. Like K Brad was a big deal um, when he when he joined up with Ghost and 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 who knows like the inner workings of what's going on here. Maybe maybe K Brad had a fight with him or something or maybe they expected something else. Um, K-Brad used to be, like, big appeal because of his, like, social media and on-stream presence as well as his gameplay. And he's really toned that down, you know? Like, uh, as far as I've seen, there hasn't been as much K-Brad shenanigans. 
Um, and then he's been somewhat struggling in Street Fighter Five as well. So, yeah, no, you're right. Like, it's it's weird that when they went after K-Brad, it was like, okay, that kind of gives you an idea of where they are as a team. And then for them to go to one of the top five and, and one of the hottest picks you can possibly get is, uh, is something else. Maybe they maybe they kicked K-Brad because they were going to bring in Knuckledoo and they couldn't afford to keep both on. I don't know. But there's a lot of variables that could go one way or another. I don't know. It 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 seems un, it's unexpected. So, but congratulations to Knuckledoo. Hopefully, uh, that works out for all parties involved. Well, and they should be happy. He won his first tournament under their banner, right? So that's good. It's oh, hilarious yeah. if he has to pay some of his prize winnings to this <laughs> because he hasn't won. Well, I mean, he's gotten top eight. I mean, he's gotten paid, but like, <laughs> didn't win uh, for so long under my wallet when he would have gotten all of it. And now, and then he finally gets signed. He has to pay, but. Our wallet, knuckle do. R.I.P. Our wallet. <laughs> um, last piece we've got before the block grab, the International Olympic Committee has formed an eSports liaison group, whatever that means. Uh, this, yeah. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> this is a group formed by the IOC uh, that compo- that's composed of stakeholders throughout various esports titles uh excuse me to explore the possibility of adding olympics to uh or adding esports to the olympic roster potentially as early as the 2024 paris games so um i we've we've mentioned this a couple times before we don't know what kind of esports they're looking at if they would do something like develop their own if they would go after existing titles if fighting game titles would be in there but it's it's on the radar it's something to watch for uh in the coming months and years (laughs) drug tests incoming that's that's interesting without going too far off topic what if that happens though what if they and like what if the drug tests are for like (laughs) Ritalin and, and weed and stuff like how <laughs> how much change do you see in the FGC? Oh, oh my gosh, uh, that's one thing. That's uh, that's something that I don't think anyone really wants to go down. No, I, I remember <laughs> we'll stay low status or whatever. We I I remember we talked about this back when uh, Lapchi made that tweet uh, that kind of suggested that infiltration was on something you know (laughs) how does anyone really want to go down this rabbit hole you know i don't think anyone in the fgc who plays blaze green really wants to stop playing blaze green no i think they would just not (laughs) we just not they're gonna give up the fighting games first that sucks man i guess i'm not going to evo bro oh lord but yeah there's been some uh i mean You'd think, like, I think that some people, they think, oh, Olympics, esports, great, we love this. But there's actually a lot of people who are not on board with this and would like to be separated as far from the Olympics as possible. So it's not as pure a positive as it may sound on the surface. But yet again, it's just a liaison group, so it's not like anything's really happened. I mean, if it does happen, this would be the closest thing we have to an FGC organizing body. So a lot of the things that some people at least want to see uh, in terms of, you know, standards, in terms of pot- people potentially being banned 
from events whole all out, you know, this is what it would take for it to happen. Yeah. You know, it's that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know yet. So so here's my question though. I'm thinking about like the Olympics and then I'm thinking about like, well, there are plenty of like really big sports that aren't like is there is there football at the Olympics? I don't know. I'm asking There was a push to well, which football are you talking about? Like like Some NFL football. The one that matters. <laughs> um there was a push a while back to introduce American football as an Olympic sport. Okay, but but it's not there, right? It's not there right now. And so we go like, you know, you look at the NFL and you go, that doesn't need to be in the Olympics. It's fine being its own thing. Um, and so, and I'm not saying that fighting games or, or esports, I guess rather, don't need to be in the Olympics. But like, is what's being proposed here, is is it like? Could it be the NFL to like the video games NFL to the Olympics where it's not necessarily part of the Olympics, but it can just form its own entity that kind of runs as the NFL does or, or an entity like that? Um, or is it like this is on the way to the Olympics for esports? And does any of that make sense? Um, I, I think I kind of get what you're going at. <laughs> uh, for, for the IOC, you know, they're desperate to get people involved in the Olympic movement because they've had excuse me, they've had a lot of issues in terms of corruption, in terms of cheating scandals, you know, the whole thing with uh, Russia being banned as a nation and then sort of unbanned right before the Olympics. <laughs> um, so they see esports as a possibility to get more people on board. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to know what they're doing or doing they're going to do it the right way. That's, you know, you would hope that it, the creation of this liaison means that they're going to study what would work, what would be good for both parties and go in that direction instead of just, okay, here's how we get people in the door. Here's some medals. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Give us some money now. So, but we'll see. All right. Um, yes, we certainly will see. Um, and I think we're going to have to end the show off on a block grab. Cammy. Block grab. Cammy. All right. So we have a new set of Street Fighter costumes. Who would have guessed it? The swimsuit costumes announced at San Diego Comic-Con. I purposely did not look at these yet so I could have a perfectly candid view of what we are about to see. And we're going to be blocking or grabbing on which one of these we think are wholesome. No, just which ones we like. <laughs> well, we got to see what the Easter egg part, like subtraction is, right? Because all of these will have something where you can actually take something off or let someone's hair down or show more boobage, whatever. I don't know. Boobage? It's a term, probably. Yeah, it's a, it's a word. Okay. And I think we got to get into it. We'll go with the first costume, which is... Falk. All right. Yeah, that's definitely going to have an alt code, right? Like one with the hoods down. Something like I hope that. she's like almost completely naked after this just because it's like otherwise so covered up. I mean, this, I mean, so far, this is not a swimsuit. I think I can say that objectively. Like, there is a definition for a swimsuit, and it's quite wide. Like, the scope is very big, and this doesn't fall under it. 
It's so like I'm going to block. That's not a swimsuit. She gets down to the hotel, um, you know, like hot tub or whatever, and she's at some crappy Motel 8 or something like that. And she's like, I guess I'll go and all this. <laughs> she's got like a bottle of Fireball whiskey. If she had the Fireball she whiskey, stumbles down there. then it would be a grab. But I don't see it. It's only implied. And implied is not good enough. So block for me. I cannot get on board with the whole long sleeve up top and then short skirt on bottom thing. It just makes no logistical sense to me. Um, I, 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 that's a that's a hard block. Hard the chat, block. The chat's saying that this is like a 1920s or 30s, like a flappers. Can anyone confirm that? I, I, I see that in the hat. Yeah. I, I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm sorry. Are you feeling it, John? Well, I mean, first of all, the flappers I learned in high school were actually very, like, they didn't wear anything underneath all the stuff. So when they would kick the legs up and stuff, that was like, it was a very NSFW kind of a thing. So, and this is very safe for work. Like, this whole, like, I don't know. It's funny. It's almost funny. If Capcom's just playing a joke, they're like, hey, you remember how we couldn't show Mika at Evo? Well, Here's like super, super, you know, holy Minot or whatever. I don't. I mean, uh, what's her name? Falk. I don't know. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll grab for the sake of being different. Because maybe it's a funny, funny joke. I'm gonna be optimistic. All right, moving on to the next costume. And yet again, I don't even know who got the costumes. So I'm just, we're just going in order, and I have to guess who's who. Okay, this one, I'm, I'm quite <laughs> sure it's Jury. Um, Jury, and yet again, it's a swimsuit. Kind of. We see a bikini bottom. Underwear. We see a bikini bottom. We see, but then we see boots and a biker jacket. <laughs> I, are these officially called like, swimsuit costumes? Is that what they called them? Because I'm trying to like, I I don't know, man. I'm confused. It's, yeah, that's so who said it. It's basically Jerry with no pants. It is. <laughs> It's just dirty with no pants. Like, nothing about that says, I'm going to the beach. In fact, it says, like, I'm not going to the beach, but also I forgot my pants. It's a weird point well, It's in my like life. I got off and my bike and started to undress, and then, like, I stopped. You couldn't pull your pants off over those shoes anyway. Like, that's not a mistake. That happened on purpose. You're right, it did. Like, and then, like, her grab. hair is, like, the same, but in a ridiculous. different direction. Like, it's as if they're ears that can move in various ways. Um... I hope when you do the Easter egg code, she puts pants on. I bet it's the opposite, if we're going to be exactly honest. Uh, I still like it, so I'm going to grab. I think it looks cool, even if it's completely impractical. Grab. Steve, we can't hear you. Or at least I can't hear you. Can you hear, hear me now? Yes, we can. Yes. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm torn. Stylistically, it looks very good. But again, we're talking about having the whole long sleeve up top very underneath it just doesn't make sense and if it doesn't make sense i have to block all right i'm, I'm John. grabbing i'm grabbing, grabbing. It's funny i like it yeah. too okay moving on that's colleen yet again um they kind of like i i can't tell if she's wearing a hat or not like or yeah that... it's like a weird sailor's hat or something like, it's a white hat that blends into that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rock. It blends in so far, I can barely see. Okay, she is wearing a hat, but it looks like a small hat and a big rock behind it. Yes, okay, so we're getting the zoom. just magically floating on her shoulders. 
It does. Now that's I, cool. Has this. That's some like anime. Now, Colleen, for those who don't know, and I don't really play this game much anymore, but Colleen is my favorite character in the game, and I think this costume looks awesome. This is super sick. It's also actually a swimsuit, despite the random coat flying behind her. I, I actually am going to go as far as to say is I think this is one of my favorite costumes in the whole game. I'm going to grab. Wow. Wait, why is it one of your whole... favorites in the whole game? I think it looks cool with the jacket. The ja I think I like that she's not wearing shoes. I like that she's actually wearing a swimsuit in her swimsuit costume. I think you... everything is working here. These All these swimsuits so far, it's like, we are going to the beach, but we also might go on a bike, like a motorcycle bike ride later costumes. I just don't think they could fit that all into like the title, but uh, sure. Grab. I'm going to grab just because it's actually a swimsuit. That That's something that is apparently lacking in the swimsuit collection. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Ed's uh, costume where he has the jacket... I mean, at least he has the chain, so the jacket would kind of stay there. But it, first of all, that looks stupid, in my opinion, this whole, like, having the jacket hanging off. Because you're not going to fight like that. It's going to get in your way. It's very easily going to, like, catch your That's arm you and you try to punch someone. Other thing is, and this, this I have to see it in action, but Bison has two, actually three costumes now where he's got, uh, like, cape robe things on the back. And those look really cool, but when you're actually playing, yeah, they, they clip and they're weird and they mess with you and they mess with like seeing his moves and his movement. And I don't like that. So like they look fine, but they detract from the gameplay, which is an automatic like no no because the gameplay is way more important than how the characters look, in my humble opinion. Um, so that might be a problem with this. Otherwise, like nothing about this suit uh, or this costume jumps out at me as particularly cool. So I'm gonna block. You're done. All right, moving on. <laughs> Is this the last one? No, no it's not. We've got more. more. Okay. So we've Why got Why does she Manon. not have a beach ball? What is that? This. Okay. So the rock is confusing me again. I don't get the rock. Like the rock is really badly framed for the screenshot. So she's wearing a swimsuit. But as John said, she's wearing more than just a swimsuit. So we see a bikini, right? But then she's yet again wearing a cape. She's wearing more headdress than normal. And then... You'd think that would be a beach ball or something, as you said, but it's just a different orb, like, and it's got a tiara on. I, there's just a lot Man. going on here. I can't, like, it's like six different people designed the costume. Butterfly right? wings. Butterfly oh, wings. Does it's it have cool. butterfly? Oh, she has butter. Are those butterfly wings? And there's yes, a butterfly that looks like that. Inside is printed as, like, butterfly wings, which is badass. That's great. But, like, there's so many different, like, unmotivated things it's like someone ha like like the capcom designer whoever it was had their four-year-old come in and there's like this big like dress up thing and they just said pick out different things for each character <laughs> it does look like, so like it looks like a creative like character in tony hawk yeah it's like someone just like randomly threw things together and they're like there's no motivation it's like why not a beach ball for monots like i was expecting that it's like if you do monot and you put a summer costume Give her a freaking beach ball. It makes total sense. That's cool. You go, oh, yeah, you thought about that. You thought about a thing, and then you did it, Capcom. Good job. But these are just like, uh, like the butterfly wings look cool. The the color scheme in the in the orb looks cool, but it's like, so does Transformers changing into cars and blowing up. That doesn't mean that makes the movie good or it's inspired or anything. It's like, just because you can make something look cool doesn't it's make it It's a real good. missed opportunity, so I'm going to have to block. I am grabbing. This is my easily my favorite one of the group, easily. 
What about you, John? Yeah, I really like it, Grab. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm blocking. Y'all have questionable taste. All right, we're moving on to the last swimsuit costume. And we're fit. What? Okay, so we're going to give the benefit of the doubt and assume there's a swimsuit under there. Um, but isn't this just like her normal costume without pants? It's, it's her. Well, no, this is a this is a callback. Um, I know she had this in Street Fighter Four, and it was at least the variation of this. It looks very similar. And she had like just like little red like booty shorts or something underneath. And I'm sure that's the case here. Uh, but like people would pick it because it's like oh waifu status and she's you know kind of looks naked or whatever so there's like an appeal in, in, in that but like the, I mean this this is at least a callback to something that she did before and like you could wear this I guess to the beach sort of a thing it, it seems the most beach like to uh, to me as as far as all the costumes that are shown so far maybe with Colleen being the contender there but. I don't know. This one at least kind of makes sense. In Japan, do you just like go to the beach and then take off your pants and that's your swimsuit? Because I'm confused. <laughs> it's like totally different than what I thought a swimsuit was. I thought I had an idea and I was wrong. I was told these were swimsuit costumes and we got like one and a half swimsuits so far out of the five. Um, here's, here's my question. How the hell is it warm enough for you to wear nothing oh. but, but really short shorts? Or a bikini <laughs> under uh, uh, below the waist, but cold enough where you need a long ass jacket up top, like full no sleeve pant. tight to the body. They should have called this. Like, just go a through no all five of them again. So we're at pants. one pantsless, two another thing with no pant, three. They're this one, okay, pants, that one doesn't right? count, and that one I'll give doesn't count. So two out of the five are actually swimsuits, and the other three are outfits without pants. If okay. they called it the no pants pack, you know how many people would just oh, buy yeah. it looking? Just call it the no pants pack. The no <laughs> pants pack. That's what we're going to call it. Um, in which case we flip all our blocks and grabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one has no pants. It, it lives up to the category. Grab. Steve, your Grab. face is almost as red as your shirt. <laughs> I'm glad that you're having a good time. I don't know. I, I, I got a block just on. <laughs> sorry. That just. It makes no sense. How? How Wait is a it? Well, but you like the Monot one? Monot on the basis of of she had butterfly wings, a tiara ball, but that a swim costume is an actual swimsuit. Hey, I'm blocking here. It is. Leave us. We're, we're talking. Don't don't subscribe right now. We have something to say. <laughs> no, no, no. Subscribe. Thank you, Kwanzai. Thank you, Kwanzai, Thank you for, for subbing. Never the, do it again. Kwanzai is down with the no pants back. But it, what is this? Is this like the mullet of costume pants? Yeah. Of costume packs? Winter up top, summer down below? Some, uh, yeah, that's kind of the mullet of, yeah. It's, uh, well, I, I you know, know. This, this is, and I hope Capcom continues to release this. This is the gift that keeps on giving. It's always easy to choose a block grab when a new costume pack comes out, especially it's when either, there's no pants. We do need to see the or the marble bars. Do we have the Easter egg? It'll probably, okay. No, we'll you can't do it until. We'll until come back to the Easter eggs when they come out and we will, we will revisit these swimsuits and, I mean, and possibly reevaluate. Colleen's just going to lose her stupid jacket. That's not probably going to change, but we're probably going to see like, like, uh, yeah, don't even show that it's dumb, but we're probably going to see like what's underneath, um, Sakura's like, like vest. We're going to see that open up. So like those two that we just saw Falk and Sakura, they're, they're like, we'll see like what's underneath. 
and, and something like that. Or maybe she'll just lose the hat, which would be funny too. I don't know. Um, what? Or she'll lose her staff and <laughs> can't even use it. Um, we'll probably if... lose the butterfly wings. What yeah, if? And... Good. What if under Sakura's jacket there was another slightly smaller jacket? Yeah, that'd be funny. Like it was a quarter, the the sleeves were a quarter inch shorter, <laughs> otherwise identical. Just barely. You know what we need is a costume pack for everyone but Chun Li, and everybody's wearing Chun Li's outfit. Oh, that'd like, be so Chun-Li good! Oh pack, yes, right? I would buy the whole thing. It would turn Street Fighter Five into a joke, but uh, I, I mean, they would make <laughs> a lot of money because everyone would buy that damn thing at least for their. Can own you imagine Birdie? Oh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, everyone gets a Chun Li costume. All right. Well. I think that uh, on that note, we're going to end best of five today uh, by talking about Street Fighter costumes as always. Uh, it's been fun. Um, next week will be our big Evo show. Uh, I don't know exactly how big it will be, but we've done something pretty big every year. We try to go over the brackets. We try to talk about predictions, who we think will win, who we think will lose, which stream will have the most complaints, um, this, that, and that. Um, and that's it, I think, unless you two have anything to add. All right, this is Best of Five signing off. Thanks. Good night, Canada.